Easy G's will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. My wife loves sitting with the kids, ooing and aahing. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Paz. Hello, Vive. Hi, Andrew. Big day. Big day. Happy 4th of July. First of all, it's a holiday. It's America's B-Day. I saw a funny, well, let me rephrase. I saw a joke uh, on a billboard uh, Mm -hmm. recently that said, um, why doesn't the 4th of July ever knock? Why? Because freedom rings. Oh, it's interesting. Yeah. I think I also... It's a little more jingoistic than you and I tend to go for. Yeah, I didn't love it, uh, but it But it's a play on words. It's a play on words. It seemed uh, germane to today's episode, only just only slightly, but... What was the purpose of the billboard? It was to advertise an Ace Hardware store. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Oh, wait a second. Was this a billboard, or was this the digital board outside of the Maple Leaf Ace Hardware? It was the digital... uh, It's their sign. Sign outside I don't think that's a billboard. I picture a billboard as something that, like, is kind of permanent there for a while. That's, like, their... That's their sign in their parking lot. Um... It's yeah, but I it doesn't qualify as a billboard. No. Okay. No. Lamar makes the is it Lamar? Who's the uh, whenever you see yeah. the billboards on the highway there are always Often like branded Lamar, Lamar yeah. brand. That's that's a billboard. Um this is kind of related to advertising and I talked about this a while back on TBTL, but have you noticed the billboards? I mean like full on billboards for the local pizza joint Spiros, I believe Spiros or Spiros, S-P-I-R-O-S, is maybe just over the Seattle border and shoreline, maybe north of Seattle, or maybe it's Seattle proper. But if they have more than one location, they're not like some big chain, but they have these giant billboards and they are befuddling. And I think somebody, after I talked about it on the show, somebody said that like it's maybe a play on words about Facebook relationship statuses or something. What it's like, it's something like always love, always Spiros. It's not complicated or something like that. Like, and, and no photos of pizza, <laughs> just words that are very confusing. And somebody had to point out to me that it might have been a Facebook joke or something. I guess so. Although, but Facebook relationship status jokes on billboards in 2023. Yeah, that's a lot of um, that's a lot of interesting media intersecting. It really is, isn't it? I'm uh, trying to uh, yeah. see if I can call this up online. Am I the only person online who? Uh, who has been um, obsessed with these billboards. There's one right right near our house, actually. Um, I'll point it out to you the next time I see it. It's uh, Anyway, a good story, Walsh. You, you set it all up, but then couldn't remember what the goddamn billboard said. So what were we talking about? Way to the, power out. The 4th of July yes. uh, is today. Also, though, let's not sleep on the fact that this is our 400th episode. Yeah. Quite. Fours abound. Fours are everywhere. Fours wild. Yeah. That's what they always say in poker. Fours are wild. They do, yes. I frequently say that in poker if I remember uh, how to play poker correctly. Yep. Four, fours are wild, they yeah. say. Or is that is that from a Crazy Eights? No, Crazy Fours. Crazy 
for it. I don't know. Um, um, yes, well, I'm, I'm, although I'm not heavily into numerology, there do seem to be a lot of fours in the air yeah. right now. So um, I figured I'd put together a little show today uh, based on the number four, honestly. Yeah, it's right there. Um, companies that have four in their name in some way. Now, I'll be, I'm going to say this right up. Right up at the top here. I was surprised the first like three or four. You think this can still be considered the top? Well, <laughs> I don't think you're anything in the first 25 have, minutes is blather- the top of the show. We've been blathering for a while. We're under five minutes right now, All I right. think. Um, I uh, thought I would find a good Four loco commercial, sure. but there's only one Four loco commercial. And even though it's really on brand for what we're talking about today, I refuse to play it. It's like... It was like for something called like the Four Loco America can, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but it was basically, it was just a terrible commercial that was like, oh, like shouty screaming America. What's more America than Four Loco? And it's like some guy. It's like a wrestler who has like bombs for arms, and it is basically right. trying to do a um uh idiocracy kind of like you know the sure. like the Brano or the or the. But um, is it like trying president. to? Have, it's like it wants to have it both ways. It's like, haha, we we're we're winking at like this how uh, like over the top, yeah. and stupid America is, but also like we are also the reason that it is that way. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not playing it. Yeah, just so you know, I described, I gave him more airtime than I than I thought. Um, I also thought I would be able to find uh, commercials for the old app Foursquare, which actually the app still exists, but is they've changed their. Their business. I end up going on a bit of a rabbit hole on this. Um, so you remember Foursquare? It used to be like a social site, almost like Twitter, but location based. Is Foursquare the one where you could become the mayor of yes. a place if you were a real regular? They were trying to create sort of online. For a minute, then, that was like you know, kind of a fun thing. Yeah, you'd be like, okay, I went to Bruegel's Bagels or what is it, Bruegel's Bagels? What's that place? Why would I choose one that I can't say and don't know the name of? I don't know. I went to Broadcast Coffee, and sure. so I checked you know in. <laughs> I checked in at Broadcast Coffee, and then. Somebody else might check in. And then I think the original intent is maybe people will start meeting in real life, too, and creating little communities, but also this online component of it. Well, that ended up just kind of going tits up (laughs) Um, because people just didn't continue to use it in that way. But now but they collected tons of data. Ah. And now they're using that data as almost more. What could be more American than this? So now they're this idea went tits up, but they sure got a lot of personal data. people. (laughs) So now they're kind of like a business consultancy firm using all of the data that's been collected. There's they still have a component that focuses on the the user experience, but it's more their energy is. But I mean, that data is pretty old at this point. Well, they're still trying to get new data anyway no commercials for that foursquare but i found some great commercials for a different foursquare that i didn't even know about um couldn't find any commercials that I were hope worth- the, i hope it's the game that's played with those big red dodgeballs yeah I'd like, I'd how like was that different that. than dodgeball well the dodgeball that i played as a kid which we called greek dodgeball which seems huh? maybe a little problematic was played just like a tennis court or some you know some some court divided in half and there was like a bunch of balls in, in play and you would just hurl those like big red rubber yeah. bouncy balls as hard as you could at anyone across the line from yeah. you. Usually um, in the nads was, if, you, if you were on the receiving end like Yeah, me. definitely the nads. The, there was no, there was a no face rule, uh, which was, you know, laxly enforced mm-hmm. certainly in my experience, but the, there was no, no nads rule as far yeah. as I know. Um, but you, if you got tagged with the ball and like anyone could just like 
throw it as hard as they could. If you got tagged, you had to go and stand in the like penalty box. Like, yeah, and remember they lined the balls the, up in the middle, and you had to run. It was like yes. it was like um, Hunger Games. Yeah, it was pretty Hunger Gamesy. And I mean, as a non-coordinated, non-athletic person, my only goal ever was to get tagged out as painlessly and quickly oh, as possible, smart. and spend as much time as possible. Hanging out in the penalty box. Did you ask your, your teammates to frag you? Is that the right term? <laughs> can you frag me? Can you can you can you like just shoot me in the? Can you just hit me in the you know calf or something right, in the right, meaty right. part, the meatiest <laughs> yeah. part of my calf? Uh, and I'm all just be hanging out here in the in the medical tent. <laughs> You're a dodgeball draft dodger. <laughs> um, okay, so that's dodgeball, so but then four square was a game where it was like a a. Square was drawn or taped out on the on the ground where each quadrant of it was like, I don't know, four by four feet or something. You would stand in your square and you would same kind of ball as dodgeball, but you would bounce it into the other person's square. And I think they had to kind of like kind of sort of like, um, you know, volleyball or something. They had to uh, bounce it to into another uh. square, not this, not your square, but like one of the other two squares. And if it bounced past you or I forget like what happened, but if you got, if you somehow missed your missed what you were supposed to do, you uh, rotated out of the four squares. You never played this game, no, and I'm probably very I'm probably probably slightly misremembering the how it all functioned. But basically, you had four kids in four quadrants bouncing a ball back mm-hmm. and forth. It looks kind of the way you know that game you see it all the time in parks now, where people set up a little. Um, like a little uh, trampoline, like a mini trampoline, and they bounce a ball on the trampoline, mm-hmm. and they're like bouncing it. You know, yeah. the goal is to like keep it bouncing, keep it moving. I know that game. It's basically that, okay. except with like different size uh, balls. What's the game called where the kids make you go inside the jungle gym with uh, Dawn Jeffries, and she kicks the snot out of you while they all harass you and and give you wedgies from outside the bars? Yeah, it's called the Catholic School Special. No, that was unfortunately public school. Well. She was rough. That anyway, rough. while we're still here on the top of the show, I want to say that we're going to go through. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to go through some commercials I found here. It is a holiday, so I'm going to try to keep this a little bit brief today. Although we're not living up to that right now. Um, some of these commercials with uh, with four in the company's names. Plus, listener Brian wanted to offer us some help for the 400th episode, so he sent in a very thematic. Uh, email to us with a bunch of links in it, so that'll 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 do for our um, ad council segment today. Because Brian did a lot of work on thank that. Thank you, Brian. So, yeah, thank you as always, Brian. I think Brian helped out with our three hundredth episode too. I could be misremembering that, but anyway, let's get into some fours here. I want to make a four on the floor joke. And shout out to old. Ron and Don show here. Do you remember that <laughs> give, four on the floor? Well, what was what was four on the floor versus give them all four? Oh God. Okay. And I don't so, really know what either phrase means no. in context. Okay. Well, first of all, okay. So Ron and Don would say give us all four because their show was four hours long. Right. So, you, so they like, want you to tune in yeah. to all four hours. But by the end, they were God re- in they were basically re-racking the last hour yeah. anyway. There's a lot of repetition. Give us and, three and four if you just really yeah, got I, nothing else going yeah, on. Yeah. By the end, we were saying you give us all four. <laughs> Actually, no, we weren't because I was helping out on that show and I wanted to get out of there early too, beat the traffic. Um, also, um, so they did that, but then each of their hours had some began with some sort of segmented theme, but basically it was always just kind of like a grouping of stories they wanted to talk about. But like the first one, I think they started it. 
I know at three o'clock they did not do three on the tree. I I feel like they should have done three on the tree because they did four o'clock. They did the four on the floor, and I think it was like stories that floor you, but they were just like top stories or whatever. And then at five, I can't remember what they did. We're here to do our show. Ask who this uh, who's this uh, song by? I'm loving it. I it's perfect. I can't remember. I'll tell you in a second here. Just listen to it while I look it up. It's right. It's right up my alley, and it's right up this show's alley. Bad English. Bad English. Okay. Heaven is a four-letter word. So, um, okay, here are some of the commercials that I found on my little journey. Uh, today, I have, um, uh, I mentioned before, Foursquare, the app didn't have any interesting commercials, but there is a, you might know this from your time in England or from just being a worldly character yourself, um, there is a grocery store chain called Foursquare in, oh, you know what? It's not England. It's New Zealand, Yeah, I which think. a place I've never been. Okay, the, you were in England. Okay, but yeah. don't they talk about New Zealand a lot when they're in England? They just constantly are yeah. talking about the Kiwis, right? Exactly. Um, but anyway, this first commercial I'm going to play for this Foursquare supermarket, and I, th- I get the impression that they've been around for a while. They might have some smaller stores, because they definitely have, like, supermarkets, and that's how it's kind of defined on Wikipedia. But in this first commercial I'm going to play for you, which I'm guessing is probably from the 90s or maybe early 2000s, we see more of a convenience store, okay? And it's a little four-square convenience store, and there's a bus stop right outside of it. And sitting at the bus stop bench, there are three people. There are two older women and one young man. And the young man is holding a bouquet of flowers. And all three of these people are waiting for the bus, presumably. And it's very clear that he's kind of nervous and he's about to go on a date. And one of the women looks over at him and sees that he's holding the flowers. And she has a suggestion for him to spice things up even a little bit more. She might like some chocolates. So if you couldn't hear that, one of the women leans over and says, you know, she might like some chocolates. So he kind of looks down at the flowers and he looks over his shoulder. How heteronormative of her. Right. Uh, And then he's like, okay, I'll go into the store. Again, the store is right behind them. They're sitting on a bench outside of it waiting for the bus. And so he's going to go into the store and come out with some chocolates. And the two women sort of look satisfied. They're waiting for the bus. He comes out. He doesn't miss the bus. Now he's got chocolates and flowers. And perhaps some bubbles might go down well. Bubbles. And perhaps some bubbles might go down well. So she's like, oh, you should get some uh, some champagne. So he goes back in. He comes back out. The bus has not come yet, but he did get the champagne. So now he's holding chocolate and champagne and flowers. He shows the woman the vintage, by the way. I think that's pretty cute. And she kind of nods in approval. Great juice. Oh, no, she doesn't nod in approval. She says grape juice and rolls her eyes. So he got sparkling wine. He might not be old enough to drink. I'm not exactly sure. Grape juice. Now the women look a little disappointed. The bus comes. He goes to get on. Now I just want to make it very clear. He goes to get on. The two women are still sitting on the bench behind him, but he goes to get on the bus, and the bus driver has some news for him. Sorry, mate. 
He points to a sound uh, sign that says no food or beverage allowed. Which is not what that sign is intended to prevent. So he gives the chocolates and the champagne to the women sitting on the bus stop bench. They pocket them. They put them in their purses, and they look at each other, and they kind of say, not a bad haul or something along I those see. Lines. This is their grift. That's their grift. It's kind of good, right? That's why they were so. she was so put out when he didn't get actual champagne. Exactly. What do you think? I like it. It's I, it's a very enjoyable watch. I hope I was able to do it justice. I hope that the bus but... driver's in on it, because then it, it, uh, it would be great if, like, because no food or drink allowed. Like, they mean no open food Exactly. Or drink, you obviously. can carry a package of you those You can absolutely things. carry. But I, but if the bus driver is in on the grift, then it's a it's a great scam. So here's another Foursquare commercial I found that I think is probably from the 80s or definitely earlier than whatever we just saw. Like, maybe very early 90s. I'm not sure. And I'm pretty sure it's just a... Oh, it says here, 1986. Um, I think it's a straight-up, you know, grocery store commercial. I think I'm including it here because I liked the jingle. I can't quite remember. Four square, four square, come on in. We know how you feel. Come on in, you'll find a square deal. Got this, Whopper Shopper's Kind of a jam, right? Yeah, I like cents. it. Save also on Scotty's Tissues at $1.29, Lux Bath Soap at $1.99, and SBC Baked Beans, Spaghetti, or Noughts and Crosses, just 63 cents. Four square, four square, come on in for a square deal. I really like that song. Come it's on almost, in for a square deal. It's almost too cool that music. I think. What do you think? <laughs> I just realized it's, it's definitely the the visuals. I don't know, like how much you. I can't recall how much you described. But, I didn't but really. The, it's like all these like very dorky white people just, just kind of giving like, thumbs up and smiling, like, like kind of like waving you into the store. That voiceover made me laugh a little bit, and I was trying to figure out why, and I think it reminds me of some tape that I play on TBTL sometimes. I'm going to play this commercial again. Listen to it all the way through while I find this tape. Four square, four square, come on in. We know how you feel. Come on in. Cop this Whopper Shopper Stopper. Anchor Cordial, just 99 cents. Okay, keep that voice. The Whopper Shopper Hopper. I didn't understand almost anything with that voiceover. Let's go back. Whopper Shopper Stopper. Anchor Cordial, just 99 cents. (laughs) A Whopper Shopper Stopper. Anchor Cordial, 49 cents. What? I think it reminds me of this voice where I don't even know. This is some old comedy bit that somebody sent me that I use on TBTL sometimes. This was me, Brian Butterfield, six months ago before starting my diet plan. But just look at me now. I feel like a new man, thanks to the Butterfield Wait till he starts time. listing things. I think you'll understand why that shop stop reminded me okay. of him. Okay, here's your weekday plan. Breakfast, one cornflake, toasted with low-fat spread. Lunch, small raw potato, peeled. Dinner, square of low-fat turkey breast. Baked bean in low-fat tomato sauce. Then, at the weekend, it's time for a reward. For 24 hours, you can literally eat anything. Pizza, birthday pie, pints of cream, pork cylinders, potato grids, artificial bacon, large macs, sandwich casserole, chocolate quail's eggs, garlic pudding, fluffy ruffs, hoisin crispy owl, pasta pillows, Bon, 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 bon. McFortune cookies. <laughs> okay, I won't keep going. It actually starts kind of slow and it kind of builds up. But anyway... um. Uh, I really like that song from 1986, yep. and I like the pop Yeah. Whatever it, that was. It quickly devolved into syllables that I couldn't understand, but that's New Zealand for you. Now, how about this? How about a commercial that I think is kind of bad? All right. And also... 
totally relies on us to explain what's going on. Oh, good. Although I'm very, I'm also confused about this. This is for. <laughs> so it's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. So, <laughs> so buckle up. Um, four seasons. It's not just a landscaping business in Philadelphia. Right. It is also. I did look for a commercial <laughs> for Four Seasons Total Landscaping. That was Philly, right? Yeah. No, no, no. Was that Pencil? Well, it, it was definitely, definitely Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Was it Philly or Pittsburgh? I can't. No, recall. I think it was Philly. I think it was Philly. Um, the only commercial I could find for them, of course, that is the place that became famous when apparently Rudy Giuliani thought he was staging a press conference at the Four Seasons Hotel, but yeah. ended up booking it at. Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which doesn't, it still doesn't sound real. How do those clowns stay in charge for so long? How are so many of those clowns? How is he not in prison? How, well, how many, or how did so many of those clowns continue to be in charge? Any hoozles. The only commercial I could find related to that was something that I think we talked about before. Do you remember the year that that all went down? There was a big Super Bowl commercial for a (laughs) web service company called Fiverr. And I can't have a Fiverr commercial on our show dedicated to fours, but it was like, look at how, you know, it was a, it was a joke, but it was like, look how uh, Four Seasons Total Landscaping has transformed their business with a little bit of right. exposure and help from it. And there was like this futuristic, like there were growing new plants in a lab with scientists and yeah. it was just sort of a, a joke. But I couldn't find a, I was hoping for like a real local Four Seasons commercial. Couldn't find that. But they are also a hotel chain. Um, and most of them are just very generic commercials of people in very beautiful places, right? I got to stay at a Four Seasons once. Really? Why? My job was hosting an event there, and so they put us up in the hotel since we were working there. Um, so it was very fun to stay there because it is extremely fancy. Um, but also I was, you know, it wasn't like I was there as a, truly there as a guest. I was really there working. Is that also when you meant, when you met Alan... Not Arkin. Alda. Alda. No, that was in this, uh, the Four Seasons, I, it was the same company, but the Four Seasons that I stayed at was in, I think, Santa Barbara, mm. uh, somewhere in California. Uh, but the Alan Alda event took place in D.C., also at a very fancy hotel. Do you think Alan Alda and Alan Arkin like each other? I Do you think you, that there's a little competition? I mean, their names are so similar. They are, and they're men of a certain generation. Yeah, it's kind of like one of them must be like, come on, dude, stay in your lane. Nah, I bet you they're good friends. I hope they so. They seem like they're both really nice people. I like them both. I really like them both. I'm a big fan of Alan Arkin. And I'm a big fan of Alan Alda. I mean, I love them both. We Alan Alda, the only celebrity I've ever asked for a selfie with. And he gave you one? Oh, yeah. Nice. Anyway, here's a commercial for Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts. And I'm going to have to describe this because it all is a wordless montage. But it begins with, and by the way, this is the thing that, bugs me the most it begins with a fancy font that says based on a true stay so i'm guessing that was probably part of a campaign they were doing instead of based on a true story based on true stay i don't understand how this is based on a true stay and i also don't understand what the hell is kind of happening we see this fella and uh actually it's a couple right and i believe the fellas maybe of let's see i'm gonna put him in his 60s maybe but a very a very dapper gentleman okay and we see him uh, like he's wearing like a pan Panama hat, and yeah. she's wearing like a huge floppy, a uh, huge floppy hat. hat. They're both very beautiful, um, and he's and he's you know in a in a very nice suit. Like you say, he's got this Panama hat with the band. And as he walks up to the front desk, he puts his um, hand down on the counter, and if you look very closely, you can sort of see that he's wearing a ring, and that ring, I believe, has maybe a tiger face on it. Um, and you don't notice that at first, but then he kind of um, kind of tips his hat to the receptionist, and we get a close-up of his hat, and it's it's um, 
what is that word? El Tigre. It says El Tigre, but it's like um, sewn into the band of his hat, right? And this isn't uh, this isn't Doctor Ken Jung, unfortunately. Isn't that isn't that his name? Doesn't he go as by El Tigre? In that community. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like, is it's that like, when he's running around inside the walls or inside the vents? No, I think it's from like the earlier seasons when he's still the Spanish teacher. Okay, gotcha. But anyway, so we see that this guy is maybe, um, is it a monogram? What's the word I'm looking for when you have like your your name sewn into something? Yeah, it's like, like a embro- robe or it's something. Embroidered. It's, it's embroidered. It's a monogram. So it's Although a, it's not just his initials. Okay, I see. A monogram would be initials. So anyway, it's El Tigre is... Uh, embroidered into his into the band of his hat, and then we get a really tight close up on his um, cuff link, and we see that he's got a cuff link that is a a little like cr- uh, tiger, maybe it's a brass tiger or chrome tiger. Then we get a close up of his shoes, and we see that each of his shoes. Um, and they're these nice loafers, leather loafers, but on top of them, Le Tigre, er, I'm El, sorry, El Tigre is um, either, I don't know, sewn, branded, embossed, embossed in, into the leather. So clearly this is a guy who is really into his own personal brand. But then things get really confusing when, and I, I'll just play the music here for a second. So the woman at the desk kind of gives him a knowing look, like, okay, this guy's got his brand. So then we see him in his room, and some room service people are dropping off a tray that contains you know, body lotions or whatever, but also a robe that they already have monogrammed El Tigre into it and slippers that say El Tigre. So did am I supposed to believe that the person at the front desk said, hey, we have somebody who's really into his personal brand here. Let's whip up some personal branding here in the hotel for him. Well, I mean, I haven't seen this commercial yet, but certainly the point that they're trying to make is that no amount of personal service is too, is too much, much for someone who is paying upwards of a thousand dollars a night sure okay well i'm gonna hit play on this now because that's the beginning of it now we're gonna see how they continue to customize everything for him based on a true stay they're walking up to the counter we see all of his little ooh you hear the tiger roar now he's up in his room they're presenting him the tray of specialized stuff he takes it graciously everybody's giving him a kind of a knowing look Somebody's made him a cappuccino with El Tigre in the foam. Somebody brands his steak at dinner. So it says El Tigre. And then it says, love knows you're more than... It went by too fast, Genevieve. Did you see what it said? <laughs> it looks like love knows you're more than a name. Love knows you're more than a name. Luxury is our love language. I feel like that's a little bit awkward there. I feel like they had a... Um, they're That's, trying to work it into a campaign about too love. Many, too it's many like cooks too many, in the kitchen on that one. Yeah, yeah a little bit weird there. But um, anyway, how is that possibly based on a true stay? Well, for enough, with, when someone's a big enough, you know, in a casino, you would call them a whale. Uh, like mm-hmm. when someone's a big enough high roller, um, yeah, like they do roll out the red carpet. I wouldn't know what that's like. Um, but it wouldn't shock me if there was some, you know, billionaire, millionaire somewhere who like, uh, you know, those coming to the Four Seasons was going to stay there for some huge amount of time, drop some huge amount of money on his stay there, and his assistants put the word out to the Four Seasons folks. Give him the whole deal. Give him the whole deal. Give him the El Tigre deal. Yeah, give him, give him the El Tigre treatment. He is, I mean... He is a he's a very charming. It's a very charming, beautiful commercial. Uh, yeah. clearly, but it's also it's, it's like, such intense wealth. It's yeah, that's the thing. It's like I guess I mean I would assume that that's an ad that was targeted in very specific places, like probably only in the front 
I don't know if you ha- if you ever see commercials in the first class of a fancy airline, but maybe if you do, uh, that would probably be a good place to show it. Like, it certainly has no relevance to the life of almost anybody, you yeah. know, like normal. Although I guess if you're the kind of person who could like, I guess if you're the kind of person who can afford an occasional stay at the Four Seasons, it does kind of drive home the idea that if you go to the Four Seasons, like luxury like they're very focused on personalizing your your preferences in terms of what luxury means and looks like Mm -hmm. i don't think you're meant to take it literally like oh they're gonna you know have every single thing that you interact with like personally branded to you no because that is not but i would be curious like what is that what is that true stay based on you know what else has four in its title what 45 comma colt Now, when I say Colt 45 commercial, what's the very first thing you think of? Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams, of course. He had that gig in the 80s. Colt 45 works every time. It was much parodied on SNL yes. and, and In Living Color, I believe, and, and um, because like works every time. It, as a kid, I wasn't sure what that meant. I mean, I think it means it gets, <laughs> gets you, you drunk. drunk. <laughs> yeah. But in the commercials, there's actually a little bit more context for it. I think it means that it's going to attract a woman yes. when you crack that can. As if Billy D. Williams needs anything yeah uh, in that you don't think story. billy d williams needs malt liquor to attract a woman i don't yeah um, um my favorite do you favorite... know he was in star wars <laughs> what yeah no no he played um whoever the donald glover character was in the new one <laughs> in the prequels he played that character oh he's old donald glover he's old donald glover yes my favorite billy d williams story is from um keegan michael key who was on conan o'brien's podcast and he was talking about some sketch that they did for uh, Key and Peele uh, where Billy D. Williams agreed to guest star. And he was like, you know, of course, he's a legend. We were excited to have him. But he showed up kind of late and like he wasn't in, he, you know, he didn't have a chance to go into hair and makeup or wardrobe. And so we somebody kind of like, I guess, Keegan Michael Key, uh, like kind of tentatively approached him and was like, hey, you know, Billy, you know, should we you want to get you into costume, get you into wardrobe, you know, see what you're wearing. And and Billy D goes, baby, you're looking at it. <laughs> and, and I can't do the, you know, I can't sure, do the yeah. impression as well as, as Keegan did. But it was like, he did it and it was just like, it was, it, I just felt like I was there just like for a, that yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah, And no, there's <laughs> baby, no negotiating this. Baby, you're looking you're at looking it. You're looking at Oh, it. what a guy. Um, anyway, I do have some commercials with Billy D. Williams to play for you, but I don't want to start there, actually, despite that wonderful setup. Um, I want to start with a commercial that the internet claims is the first Cold 45 commercial from 1967. Okay. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just how it's labeled on on. Well, um, the internet YouTube. wouldn't lie to us, would it? I don't think so. Okay. Um... But um, actually, you know what? Would the internet lie to us? We should ask Archer. Does Art? Or I'm sorry, no. <sighs> What's going on over there? Hold on, I think that what you said reminded me of something. And I was trying to buy some time to. Um... You really think someone would do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies? That's Arthur, <laughs> not Archer. That's Arthur, the um, cartoon ant eater, right? Is it? Yeah, yeah. Anteater? Wait, what are anteaters called? Uh, what are anteaters called? What's their proper name? <laughs> uh, aardvarks? Aardvarks, yeah. I don't think... Are anteaters and aardvarks the same thing? You oh. have to look that up. I'm I'm destroying this show. 
<laughs> I thought that anteaters and aardvarks were the same thing. I do believe Arthur is an aardvark. That would make sense. Arthur the aardvark. Luckily, right? I'm not the first person to ask the question, are, are, are anteaters and aardvarks the same thing? I feel like it... They're interchangeable, right? I feel like a crazy person not knowing the answer to that. Um, the anteaters live in the forests of Central and South America, while aardvarks live in the forests and grasslands of Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, but I think they're pretty similar. Yeah, they look pretty similar here, yeah. but I guess they're not quite the exact same thing. This huh. is what How Stuff Works says. Aardvark is not another name for anteater. Both oh. animals do share similar facial features and eating habits, but are otherwise different. I don't mm. know. I don't know. Like, if it walks like an aardvark mm. and it talks like an aardvark, you know. Sure about that. <laughs> anyway, sure about that. That's why. Hey, Ad Council, get get. Uh, get at us about the difference between aardvarks and anteaters. I know some nerd in this audience knows all well, about it. Well, I mean, it. it seems like the internet has answered this. Aardvark versus anteater. I want to hear it from the What sets Ad these Council. insect eaters apart? So, I mean, the, clearly... We're the, not the first person The scientific community feels like they've landed. Anyway, my goodness, you we're fe- so far away from like what that's... I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, this commercial... It's a holiday. We don't have to be <laughs> I'm on not even task. supposed to be here today, as Luke would say. Um, all right, so this is an early Cold 45 commercial, supposedly from 1967, and I believe it based on the quality of the film. Genevieve, this is bizarro, okay? okay. We see a fella in a suit. So it's the 60s, right? He's a white guy in a suit. And he's sitting at what looks to be like kind of a kitchen table mm-hmm. with a, Tul- st- a tulip style kitchen table. Yes. Kind of uh, uh, vintage looking to our current eyes. Yeah. And he's sitting in the matching chair that goes with the table. But the thing is, this table and chair set and the gentleman sitting at it are on a beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's very, um, you know, it's cognitive dissonance. Like, why is this fella sitting at a kitchen table on the beach? And then as we hear this audio, we start to see some of the most bizarre shit happen around him. You ready for this? Yep. We see some couples running down the beach, and then we see scuba divers running out of the ocean. A whole bunch of scuba divers carrying um, spear guns, spear guns coming out of the ocean, and it seems that they're chasing this couple. Maybe that are kind of in formal wear, like beach formal. Yeah, like they just got married, but for some reason are being chased by these very angry scuba divers who've just emerged from the water. Now, during all of this, they're they're kind of running around and chasing each other all around his table on the beach. He isn't moving at all. He looks somewhat stern or maybe like he's in a bad mood or maybe impassive. he's sad. He's totally impassive, he's sort frowning of looks, a little that's bit. That's not Steve McQueen, is it? It looks a little bit like him. Hey, do you want to maybe maybe I can look that up after we see this, but I do want you to watch the rest of this cuz the rest of the visuals are very bizarre. So he's not reacting or moving at all. He looks grumpy. Now we see a woman riding a dirt bike down the beach. She stops in front of him and gives him a wink. She's got kind of a Bridget Bardot quality. He doesn't even make eye contact with her. Now we see a waiter. What how do you describe like a waiter, like a, fan- a formal a fancy formal waiter. fancy waiter. He's got the black pants, the red jacket. Yeah, bow tie. Yeah. And he's surfing into the beach from the ocean on a surfboard, holding a tray above his head, as waiters do. And you can see that there's a couple of beverages on that tray. It's a hell of a stunt. It is. Now suddenly the guy in the beach has uh his something has caught his attention this 
this surfing waiter comes up to him with a glass and a beer, and now finally our hero is smiling as the waiter pours the beer into the glass on the table in front in of him. The dull and commonplace occurrences of day-to-day living, one thing stands out as a completely unique experience. Cold 45 malt liquor. There's the smile. So everything crazy that he saw was like was, not interesting to him. Yes. Everything else is humdrum, but uh, a waiter surfs up to him with a Colt 45 and he's And you know, that's he's the one thing that's, that's that's special about the day. And the boring, what does he say? The humdrum activities of daily life, one thing stands out. It's kind of interesting, it isn't it? It is interesting. It's visually really stimulating, but it's also so wild because of the subsequent brand associations that we have with Colt 45 mm-hmm. to see it in this very like mod 60s milieu, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I'm watching an, another one. Um, you you know, maybe that wasn't supposed to be the first commercial. Maybe the uploader just like called one of them number one and one of them number two. But this is still pretty early, 1967. There's another one where he's sitting on the beach and some woman is doing some sort of, um, it looks like a flamenco dance around him. He's not paying attention. And then this time the fancy waiter literally skydives. And they yeah. actually have footage of him skydiving. Like they must have like splashed out to like get another plane These or stunts helicopter. Are up absolutely there. great. Isn't it? Yeah. The, the, I love the uh, skydiving stunt and the surfing stunt. And, and and the fact that it's presented as sort of a a fancy ordeal yes. is interesting. Yeah, the as glass well. they pour it mm-hmm. into is not a pint glass, but no. like a, a stemmed uh, beer glass. Now, um, now let's get that, let's fast forward about twenty years and get to Billy D. Williams. The one that I remember well, I will play in a second, but it irritates me because. It might be the most famous one or the one we remember the most, but every version of it online is basically a copy of the same one. You can uh-huh. tell it's it's like kind of um it's got a watermark on it that's in all of them. And the intro audio and end audio is clipped a little bit, which you know really bothers me. Yeah. I look for a better version. But that's the one that I remember the best. But let me start with this one that doesn't have clipped audio. I believe we just see Billy D. Williams like in his own living room, I want to say. And he is, uh, you know, he's wearing a suit and tie, but the the uh, his collar is unbuttoned. You know, it's kind of him at the end of a, of a long day being Billy D. Williams, I guess, and it's a hard job. It, is it? I mean, I don't know. I bet it's. I bet it's some effort. Yeah, I'll bet you. And uh, it's, could I, you do it? No, but there's something uh, interesting about it being hard to be so cool because the idea of being cool is that it's literally he makes cool. it look easy. Yeah, sure, exactly. So anyway, he's going to tell us. Uh, he's going to lay some truths down about Colt Forty Five. This is Williams talks about the power of Colt Forty Five. You know, I, uh, I've always heard about the power of Colt 45, but I was never sure exactly what that meant. So I got something, found out for myself. Now he opens the can. The second he pops the that can, second. a doorbell sound effect goes off. Who do you think is behind that door, ladies and gentlemen? I don't think it's a real doorbell because the woman, <laughs> the gorgeous woman in the red dress who walks in, uh, does not wait for anybody to answer that bell. It's like it's the doorbell is just so funny. It's like right off of a sound effects record, I think. Yeah. And it's not even timed that no. great. But I was never sure exactly what that meant. So I got something, found out for myself. Hey, Billy, you free tonight? Works every time. Yeah, basically it's just like, this beer is a panty dropper. Yeah, the power of Colt 45, it works every time. Um, Now, not obviously, great commercial, classic commercial, Colt favorite. 
one little thing that I would maybe do to punch it up is what if everything is exactly the same? He cracks the beer open, the woman opens the door, but instead of saying what she says there, hey, Billy, you free tonight, she just says, yes. <laughs> What couldn't be improved with a Frank Nelson drop? A little, a little callback to last week. Here is the one that I remember really well. It's just, it's more of a close-up on Billy D. Williams, and he's, um, what is that What is that uh, Scandinavian word I always try to say? Hui- Huege or whatever. It's like when you're... Um, oh, the coziness? The, the coziness. Yeah, you know, he's I, wearing I like remember. a really like a... a the sweater of a very cozy, wealthy man yeah. in the 1980s. And he's talking directly to us in the camera. Um, and it looks like he's alone. But when he cracks open a, a Colt 45, you see a woman's hand come in from off screen and takes that Colt 45 from him. And then eventually we zoom out and we see his lady companion. Williams talks about Colt 45. There are two rules to remember if you want to have a good time. Rule number one, never run out of Colt 45. Rule number two, never forget rule number one. You want to know why you should keep plenty of Colt 45 on hand? You never know when friends might show up. I don't claim you can have a better time with Colt 45 than without it. But why take chances? If you heard a loud motorcycle in that commercial, it wasn't in the commercial. It was our neighbor's motorcycle going by. Um, Sorry about that. But here's the deal. This is, I I think this might have even bedeviled me as a youth, even though I didn't know anything about audio editing at the time. But it's definitely bedeviling me now. We see, like, when he pauses in between his phrases, it kind of goes to black. And Mm -hmm. then it comes back and it's the same exact scene. It's a very interesting sort of compelling way of sort of grabbing you. Yeah. But it begins with a close-up on his face. There are no video edits, but I swear I hear two audio edits. But yet I'm watching his mouth make the noises. Right. Yet it sounds like it's rushed and cut and edited for time in a couple of places in this very first vignette. Lee Williams talks about Colt 45. There are two rules to remember if you want to have a good time. Rule number one, never that, run out it. of Colt 45. Rule number two, never and, and he did, they, they, they clearly cut that for time. Yeah, and so maybe he does he, what do you call it when you do a voiceover in film? Uh, like a dub? Yeah. There's or, some, or ADR? ADR is exactly what I was looking for. I wonder if like they ADR'd this and then had to edit for time to match his lips or something because those are clearly edits right it sounds like it to me too uh but you're right like we're, we're looking at an unbroken shot so i don't know uh, you know what is causing that to be the case but maybe it is an adr issue it drives me bananas you know what else has four in its title genevieve what wheel of fortune <laughs> who by the way has a new or is going to have a new host One mr soon. ryan seacrest that's what the rumors are have yeah. they confirmed that yet i feel like i saw it in a headline that was unambiguous but i didn't read the story because i also felt like well the story's not going to tell me maybe i was wrong i just felt like there wasn't a lot more to that story mm. than the new host will be ryan seacrest. the stories that i read and this was like a week ago when this came out i'm but totally ready the, headli- Say Jack can the go headline was like seacrest but then it always but it attributed it to anonymous sources yeah. basically um but i'm sure it'll i mean why why wouldn't it be um i'm pretty sure i saw it in a new york times breaking news alert which i get from mm-hmm. my email that's a very I get generous my news term from my email it's well, a very generous usage of breaking news by they way. are extremely liberal with their description with their they want the clicks usage of that phrase yeah i agree but i mean we were like making fun of them but like you asked me a question i knew the answer right away right yeah. 
Okay, this is the most bizarre. I have a commercial for Wheel of Fortune that I found on the VHS tape that I thought was bizarre, merely because it's it's a short promo with a great big African-American choir and a black woman choir leader singing an incredibly soulful and I'm trying to like, well, upbeat, obviously, promo like gospel for, for yeah, gospel for Wheel of Fortune, which just seemed like what is the what is the connection there? You don't think of like, why, why, are, why are we hiring gospel choirs for Wheel of Fortune? I feel like for a minute, everybody was into like having gospel music as their uh, kind of like leaning into that because it just got very trendy in terms of like, oh, we got the we got a gospel choir to do this like. Uh, you know, counterintuitive thing that got, you wouldn't necessarily associate with a gospel choir. Yeah, you know, why don't I just play, you know, if I'm talking about it anyway, and it was something that I, I thought I might play at some point, why don't I just start by playing you this quick promo? Again, this is this is going to serve as our With Love From Me to YouTube today, because I, I did find this directly off of a, a VHS <laughs> tape. Um, but I don't know, there was just something that I found sort of, well, humorous about this. <laughs> Now, is that a famous woman? I was going to say, is that possibly... You know what? I um, think she's famous. They got her to do it, and so therefore they put... that. That's the connection. They got yeah, a really famous singer. I'm embarrassed to say I can't tell if it maybe is Gladys Knight or possibly Aretha Franklin. How embarrassing I that I can't think, tell the difference. Oh, that's funny. I don't think it's either one of those people, but I don't really know. I have face blindness. Um, but yeah, you know, that must be it. And you know, our listeners, we'll put this in the show notes, and a listener will tell us who that is. That might be... If that's the case, there's nothing really funny about that, other than they got... A, a famous good singer to to sing about Wheel of Fortune for them. However, Genevieve, this one that I found online is, I just don't, Genevieve, I don't know what's going on here. This was a promo for Wheel of Fortune on WHO-TV. I don't know where WHO is. Um, uh, and it was from 1990. And it begins with, a, 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 I believe you just hear music here. And it begins with a montage of a boy. I'm going to put him at, what, 12 years old, maybe? Yeah. And he's in a classroom. And he's looking at a paper assignment he just got back or maybe a test he got back. And he's really bummed about it. And he's, he's like, oh, no, I got another F. Then we see him on the baseball diamond, I guess, presumably after um, after school. He's now in his baseball uniform. And I think he's just struck out at the plate. And now he's moping his way back home. And he's about to open the, the front door of his house as he, as he looks like a, you know, like he's all, his back is all slouched and he looks like a sad Charlie Brown. <laughs> this is, I just a reminder, this is for Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> Bad grade. Oh, struck out. So he opens the front door, and instead of his living room being there, it's Pat and Vanna, and they're it's the, waving him in, and they're the waving him in into the Wheel of Fortune set. And also, the, I mean, also this music is Did right Wheel of up Fortune our alley. Just wildly misunderstand who their audience. I is? don't understand why twelve-year-old boy. So this what? boy, and he's like, "Oh my God, Wheel of Fortune's in my house." I mean, anyone would have that reaction. Yes, I'm just and, say. I mean, he's very happy about it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, he's. I don't know if I'd be happy if all my stuff was gone. I would not. Let me just be to be very clear if i opened our door one day and there was 
a Wheel of Fortune set, like with Vanna and Pat or Ryan. I mean, Ryan, yes, Pat can fuck right up. Oh, that's right, he's bad a politics, real MAGA asshole. But um, oh, I didn't know he was that bad. I thought I he just. Didn't... I think he's real bad. Real bad. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, but anyway, Genevieve, stay focused on this commercial though, because now there are these neighbors walking by, kind of a, a kind of a rounder couple, and they're getting their exercise. This is 1990, but it feels very 80s, and they're wearing these matching brightly colored track suits of red, white, and blue, and they see that Wheel of Fortune is happening inside their neighbor's window, so they run back to their own home, presumably to turn on Wheel of Fortune, but I don't understand... I just don't understand. I understand why it's the boy who's having the bad day, and then he comes home to Wheel of Fortune. Were they targeting it towards kids at the time? And then these neighbors are so excited to see that the set of Wheel of Fortune is on in their neighbor's house, but they don't ring the doorbell of their neighbor's house. They I go know, back to I, their own I home. Think, I think that seeing the Wheel of Fortune happening in through their neighbor's window, is it's an allegory for seeing that it's, it's on television. It's not an allegory. It's an allegory. You saw the boy's face. They're there. They're there. They're physically They're there. there. It's magic. Exactly. <laughs> and there was literally an Adam and literally an Eve and right. God took a oh, rib. Sage has got nothing on you. <laughs> this song is so great. Now it's time to play. Wheel is gonna get ya. Wheel is gonna get ya. Oh, it's a parody song. Yes. Okay, here come the joggers. Monday through Saturday at six thirty. Now only it's on very TV small 30. because like the, it shrinks down into a, like a win a picture uh-huh. in picture. But when the joggers uh, go and open their their door, does their home also become a wheel of fortune? Oh, set? maybe yeah. You know they do the the local station shrunk it down so that they could put their Chiron and Monday through Saturday at six thirty. So it's kind of hard to tell what happens at the I end. I think of it's this. like the idea is you open when when wheel is on, it feels like you're there. But I what to I me see. the most funny thing about it. I don't think it's like I don't think the concept like is actually that bad it's like if like they want you to feel like yeah you're really participating and 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 I would say Wheel of Fortune for all of its for for whatever it it whatever is 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 or isn't good about Wheel of Fortune like you know we've all watched it and we all you you play along like I I defy you to watch Wheel of Fortune and not mentally play along right like not try to solve the puzzle do you know that our family uh, this is this is painful to say (laughs) Because okay, I'm so sad I'm for myself. I saved my original my the only video game console I had a, had as a kid was the original NES, right? Uh-huh. Nintendo Entertainment System. And I got it for Christmas one year and I saved that thing all through my adulthood. And I guess we might have just lost it in a move or something. I have a box somewhere with my original NES and my little my little um <laughs> Uh, like briefcase full of my original NES game cartridges and one of them and I don't know where it is right now and we we just moved and I didn't find it so I guess it's just gone which breaks my goddamn heart but I had the Wheel of Fortune cartridge we one year we decided to buy my mom the Wheel of Fortune video game for the NES thinking that maybe we could get her to play games with us but I think we played once on Christmas night or something and then you know they weren't interested but just imagine me though every now and then I'd be like that is a sad story about a boy whose love for his mother was frustrated (laughs) but what's sad is that I lost my games and my console no you're right that's the sad part of that story no, really the sad part of the story is picture me 
a portly young man, like <laughs> not a, like Chet Morton, uh, no friends, and has already exhausted all of his other video games for a while, so just sits down to play Wheel of Fortune on the NES you by himself. You came home after getting a bad grade, <laughs> after striking out at baseball. But that is weird, right? That they're targeting it towards like this This kid had a bad day at school, not an adult having a bad day at work and coming home yes. to Wheel of I Fortune. I think that is, that is, to me, what is so absolutely wild about that ad is like the the couple in the 80s matching jogging suits total demographic for yeah. Wheel of Fortune perfect demographic but then presented in a very over the top way not unlike some sort of a weird Tim Burton comedy almost sort of yeah they're presented as a little bit laughable um the 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 dude in the track suit is like kind of slovenly mm-hmm. and their matching suits are presented as like over the top uh but the little boy is clearly the protagonist of this story yeah. and he got a bad grade at school i just want to know like yeah what were baseball. they what was the marketing concept they're like we need to get more after school kids watching watching it like they're watching too much night rider that's what kids that, that's what that kid wants to watch is kit the talking car the only thing i i think i say this maybe a lot one thing is it could have been part of a campaign where they showed a whole bunch of different people in different walks of life and this is the one we're seeing yeah it's possible because we have a lot of we see a lot of stuff like that in modern commercials now and i even think like boy if you saw this out of context you wouldn't get it it's only because these commercials have built on themselves over the course of the campaign. that's very possible and if so then it makes a little bit more sense but if their if their main goal was to like draw in pre-adolescent boys as a part of their their demographic i do think that is a weird miss everybody's talking at me i don't hear words saying only the echoes of my mind you and i are incapable of doing a short show but yeah i say that on all of my podcasts so maybe i should look at the common denominator there um we have one email with several links in it that i'd like to share with you today it comes from listener brian in brooklyn which Brooklyn is, is that the St. Paul area? No, Brooklyn. <laughs> um, maybe it's the one in New York. In celebration of your 400th episode, Brian says, I thought I would submit the use of four of something in commercials, specifically the use of barbershop quartets. Nice. I this like it. This is a it. concept right after my own heart. I know. We really could have built this out more and just look for more quartet uh, commercials. I do like the idea, but I don't know. Brian I think, found four I think good. four barbershop <laughs> is plenty yeah uh, it's the right amount and it's four quartets it all yeah. fits the theme a few weeks ago i was searching for a commercial for a local life insurance company called sbli they had a commercial in the 80s with these lyrics i'm gonna try to sing this genevieve even though i've never heard it before sbli has low low rates and they're almost as low as this quartet can go how'd yeah. i do I, we'll find out, I guess. No, we won't because he couldn't find the commercial. Oh, I and got, neither could I. Neither could you. Okay, no, well otherwise then, I would have then, played it. Then who's to say you didn't do it perfectly? Um, And uh, Brian says the bass singer would sing the last line getting lower and lower. But I couldn't find it, Brian says. I'll sing it on your voicemail line, hopefully before your 400th episode. Well, Brian, I don't know if you failed or we failed, but I haven't seen that voicemail come through. But that's okay. It's not an assignment. You've done enough. Um, meantime, here are some other commercials with barbershop quartets. Also, Brian. Brian says maybe another ad counselor will remember that SBLI commercial um, and send it in to us, which would be appreciated if you find it. Um, here's a Wheaties commercial from 1926. Genevieve, you know what? There was not a lot of television going on in 1926, but there was some radio, and this is a yeah. radio jingle. Have you tried Wheaties? 
their whole wheat with all of the brand. Won't you try Wheaties? For wheat is the best food of man. They're crispy and crunchy the whole year through. The kiddies never tire of them and neither will you. So just buy Wheaties. The best breakfast food in the land. What do you think? You going to buy some Wheaties based on that? Well, I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. It's interesting. It's, uh, it I couldn't is, pick up all the lyrics. It was basically just buy Wheaties, the best breakfast breakfast food in the land. It wasn't. Didn't they say something about for man or something at one point? Uh, maybe I mm. missed. I didn't. I didn't commit the lyrics to memory. Barbershop is such a weird concept, isn't it? When it you is. really think about it, mm-hmm. it's just strange. Like, I was at a barbershop today. That's true. Got my hair but cut. Probably not singing, not hearing a lot of barbershop quartet. No, there was no there. quartet there at all. It'd be surprising these mm-hmm. days. It was actually quite quiet. They didn't have any music playing. I thought it was weird. At uh, Rudy's. Rudy's? Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Um, but you know what? This next commercial. My, my hairstylist, I love, she has. She always puts on a really good Oh, it's good. Spotify oh, I thought station. that was going to go yeah. in a different direction. Um, how about this? A Gillette barbershop quartet. Now, this makes sense because they're shaving beards in the barbershop. How we love you, how we love you. Good, thick, rich, foamy. It's thick and rich as frosting on cake. It shaves you close. Smooth, shaves you close and smooth and even foamy. You're the greatest shave I ever. Good, thick, rich, foamy. As soft as shave as you'll ever get. Come to foamy by Gillette. I guess I kind of lied. That doesn't take place in a barbershop. They're just on a stage somewhere in front of a blue but it's, curtain. But it's uh, thematic. It's definitely thematic. They're putting the, the shaving cream on their faces. They're making funny little like fake facial hair with it. Yeah, like they eat, one of them does like a little goatee with mm, a little, little curly mustache. mustache. One does the full beard. Kind I like of, it. Kind of charming, it's right? It's kind of charming, yeah. This next one is for Long John Silvers. Came out in the late 80s. It says 87 here. And this is kind of interesting because we just see four men walk in and they are, they're all wearing hard hats. So clearly these are construction workers going into a Long John Silver's maybe for lunch or maybe for dinner at the end of a long day and they just sort of scuffle in and they're kind of mumbly and and not really articulating anything clearly and then the woman behind the counter asks them a question probably but like taking their order and suddenly they break out in song can I help you? Is that for here to go? Long John Silver's sounds good to me. Can I say this? Please. I'm not a big fish person. Sure. I'm fine with it. It's not like I you know, try to distance myself from it, but I never choose it off of a menu. You never order fish and chips on a menu? No, very rarely, except for, like, when we go to, like, the, the Pacific Inn, if which is a dive. If that's the point but, of yeah. it, yeah. Um, the only time I can picture myself in a Long John Silver's is when Luke and I were hitchhiking to Mississippi. I think we had to stop in one for a while, <laughs> and I think we just got some, maybe some fries at most, but I think we just maybe got some beverages and used the restroom or something. Um, so, anyway, I'm not... So case stated that I'm not somebody who's super into fish or Kentucky or, or Long John Silvers the close-up images of them breaking apart these golden fried shrimp 
I'm sorry, these golden fried fish sticks. Yeah. Makes me so hungry. Oh, yeah. I, makes me so hungry. I frequently order fish and chips, um, and I love it. And yeah, and, and Long John Silver's, um, you know, they they know what they're doing. They know how to shoot food, too, in a way that looks very appetizing. Yeah. I do think it's kind of weird. Like, the uh, just talking about this commercial, the, the Wheaties ad was barbershop, but also from an era when... I guess that was the only kind of music that existed, I want to say. <laughs> I don't think it was the only guy. I think the 1920s well, close enough. might have had some things called jazz. And you know, I don't recognize that. Also, you know, everything that came before was still around in the 20s. Did you know that? <laughs> um, and then, of course, the um, the Gillette ad made sense. There was like a, a concept there, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a barbershop yeah. quartet. But like... It's just sort of it's just sort of like what is the theory here? We have a Long John Silver that's a fish fast food restaurant. You've got construction worker dudes who can't, can't get really the, communicate can't really well. communicate until they get into harmony. Until they start singing, yeah. So it just doesn't feel like there's a like there's a concept operating. No, I, I agree with you. I think it's just a spoof. Just a spoof? Just a spoof and a goof. Okay. Um, this next one does have some sort of a concept, and I remember being a little bit confused when I first saw it, but I I, and I, I Let's see if we can figure out what the point of this one is as well. This is a commercial for the 2018 Toyota RAV4, right? And we see a woman, and she is in the driver's seat, and it looks like she was just visiting, like, a park. Like, maybe she just got done hiking. She's kind of got a bike strapped to the so top of her car. probably got done biking, like mountain I biking. I think that she, was, she hiked somewhere got this bicycle she and hiked then, to a bicycle store and then you know you're right maybe she was biking these trails but it's very clearly like you'd recognize in a moment it's like the 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 parking lot of a, of, a, of a park somewhere right yeah. a big park um and she's backing out and um as she starts to back away we see a quick glimpse of kind of a 3d looking um camera that is showing her like a rear view camera as most of us have um but instead of i guess while she's using that camera we also see that there is a barbershop quartet for older white guys actually i guess ranging in age maybe from 30s to 70s and they're totally decked out in the styrofoam hats and the the red and white striped uh, barbershop quartet deal and they are helping guide her I, i can't tell if the joke is supposed to be like they're that her camera is better than or does a better job than what they're doing i'm not let's take a listen There's a tree now, rocks on your right, oh no, I'm a ditch. What about you and the RAV4 are out of the woods, huh? See what we did there. The silence is awkward. Four cameras working in perfect harmony. I get it. So they, they say you're out of the woods because she got out of the parking lot. And then and there's literally a, out of the woods. And then um, they say, look what we did there. And then there's a long pause. And the one guy says, the silence is awkward. And then it kind of cuts off because she flips off the camera. Yes. And then the tagline is four cameras working in perfect harmony. Oh, right. It's actually quite brilliant. I like oh, this is okay. my favorite of the four because there's a real concept here. It's harmony. It's the the four the, the what they're describing is helping her. And it's mm-hmm. like a, a visualization or a, a symbol. It's symbolizing the way that the cameras are giving her all the information that she needs. But they're we're seeing it in a literal harmony 
uh, where they explain what she needs to do to like avoid having an accident. But I'm still confused. If you're going on a hike, why would you want to carry a bicycle right. around the okay. whole time? Thank no, you. I'm just laughing at myself because as I as I scrub through this commercial more, there's so many scenes of the bike so prominently, <laughs> like on top of the car, sticking straight up off of the car like a like a shark's fin. And I was like, I don't know, maybe she was hiking. <laughs> I don't know, maybe she was like shopping or <laughs> I think cave we, diving. I don't know. Some sort of something. I, I was, I, so she, I, I guess she went spelunking for bicycles. <laughs> I don't know. You can't sell anything. You can sell anything. Hey, gang, join the fun. We'd like to hear your voice. Call the voicemail line at 607-444-5597. I'm going to say that again because I want to emphasize the fact that we love hearing your voicemails. And also, maybe you're in a place where you weren't able to write that down. Are you ready? Any pencil? 607-444-5597. Save it in your phone. Give us a ring whenever you feel like it. You can also email us after these messages show at gmail.com. Uh, check out some of the old commercials I'm posting to our YouTube page. You have to look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube, and you'll dial it right on up. Uh, and then finally, you can join the conversation on Facebook. We often have a lot of people weighing in on the various commercials that we've talked about and adding their own to the conversation. So We love to hear from you and Brian thank you you. so much for that great contribution that was very fun thank you Brian thank you everybody hope you're having a great 4th of July hope you're having a nice fun long weekend and we will talk to you next week for episode 401